Well, good morning and welcome to another episode of Align with Lina. And today is July the 12th of 2021. And as many of you know, I have been on this wonderful journey where I became a grandmother less than two months ago, and it has become just an absolutely amazing experience. So how perfect that the guest that I have today, Sarah Troy, is also a grandmother and a new grandmother like me. So we're gonna have the opportunity to talk a little bit about our wonderful experience as grandmothers, but you know this show is, is called Align with Lina because I like to bring people here, ordinary people like you, like me, who have undergone a spiritual awakening and they share how they have come to align with the truth of who they really are. They're not aligning with me. I just happen to bring to you people who have aligned with their own inner wisdom, God, source, spirit, whatever you want to call it. And I am super, super excited to introduce you to Sarah. Sarah, thank you so much for being here with me. This is super exciting to have you here with us. Well, it's, it's a delight to be here, Lev, and I so enjoyed you when you were on my show as well. So it's great to continue the conversation. I know that is so much fun. And we will definitely have to, um, at, towards the end of this program, we'll let people know how they can find your website. And because you've got an incredible amount of, of uh, wisdom uh, that you share so so graciously on your website in in your your channels and all your fabulous interviews. All right, so let's start with the same question I ask everybody. Um, when did you begin to realize that there was more to life than what you had been conditioned to believe is what there all there is when you began to experience the the non-physical world or the spirit world or whatever realm you began to to use to expand yourself out of just this human realm <laughs> i was actually born into the spiritual realm so as a child um, i played with dead people i saw dead people i was a, a knowingness teacher i'd come out with statements for my teachers as something that was worrying them that they needed to know and i had absolutely no idea how i knew that it's just what they needed to know when they needed to know it but then i kind of um i won't say lost it but uh, the human side took over more in my uh, 20s and 30s during a troubled marriage and having children and uh, just tumultuous times. And uh, it seemed to be in my spirituality, although still there, wasn't so prevalent in my hands-on life. And so for a while there, I kind of lost it, but I was actually born this way. So I'm back home where I should be. <laughs> that is so awesome. You know, some people, um, when I when I not only through these conversations, but also I've been a coach for 15 years. So I've heard lots and lots, you know, thousands of, of personal experiences. And of course, in workshops, big, big numbers. So I get to hear a lot of experiences. And something that is really incredible is that some people are born from the get-go really clear about their mission and purpose in in this journey um and i'm not talking about a little innocent baby that knows that i'm talking about when you get a little older one two three years old and you're more aware you have language and you're talking sharing about what's going on and then it goes kind of goes to sleep if you don't have a conscious parent that supports encourages you in remaining active in that but also there are those of, like me who are born and have no clue about right. that connection. And it started for me in my 40s. 
So mm. let, let's talk about your journey and unpack it a little bit more for us. So you, you have that connection. Tell us what it was like when you were a child. And then what was the process that had you maybe not stay as, as grounded in it? And then how did it, how did you reconnect with it later on? Um, I mean, as a child, you have no idea what you've got, right? Or, or what you're using or that it's something spiritual. You, you just, you are, you know, what you are. And I was kind of considered the odd one. Um, I was also a very sickly child. So I spent many, many a week into months in my bed alone. I'd get breakfast, lunch and dinner. But a lot of the time that was the only interaction. So no TV, no radio, no tablets. Yes, folks, before that, I'm ancient. <laughs> um, I would dimensional travel. And uh, I had no idea I was doing that. I was a child. I would just go off into other dimensions and live that life because my life pretty well sucked at the time. And so I had no idea really what spirituality was because it wasn't something that was brought up. Although my mother was very fey, um, she wasn't practicing. That kind of came out of her later in life. Uh, but it was just something I was and it's just something that... Um, was natural in me and then basically when I came to Canada and I met my husband um, it was a rocky relationship right from the word go I mean two people that shouldn't have got together got together and it and I was you know still very very spiritual at that time but it, then it became something that was almost knocked out of me and I kind of suppressed it and I disappeared for a while and I remember there was about an eight-year period where I didn't exist in my own life I was there present for everyone else. I was still um, counseling and doing everything else for everyone else, but I was absent in my own life. And that's because um, my soul was wounded mm. and my spirit had been battered. And it took me a while. Uh, so 1994 was kind of uh, the reawakening with somebody removing past lifetimes and then me being able to look, look forward and say, this canvas is now mine. And it's just been a continuous journey from then of stepping back and beyond what I'm here to do. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, and that's such a common story that I hear because it, you know, either you're, you're connected and you are living from that or you're not. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, you got to turn it back on. Yes. So it, let's talk about this because to me, this, this is a perfect example of how we all have that connection within. We are all source, we all spirit. We, you, we cannot be alive and breathing on this planet if we are not part of spirit. Right. And that, so we're all learning to tap into something that actually has always been there. And as grandmothers, we see that in our grandbabies. Mm -hmm. They're, they're mm -hmm. born with that beautiful, bright light. So share a little bit in more detail about what was it like for you to turn that back on? Because I've yet to meet a person that turns a switch and, oh, yeah, I'm back into spirit. It is a process of unpacking, oh, yes. removing what blocks the, the connection, what, what I'm going to call, and I call it's just interference. Um, what was that? Give us a, what helped you? What were maybe some of the teachings, the teachers, the processes that assisted you so that we can offer those who are watching that maybe in a similar place, um, not only uh, your example that it's possible, but also some tools, tips on how you were able to remove some of that interference. 
Um, the people today don't realize how lucky they are to have so many spiritual guiders around them. And, you know, back in my day, in the mid-90s, you know, there were two or three people I came across. And having the um, past lives removing at that time was wonderful because it removed a wall that I never could get through, around or over. And it then, as I said, became my self-discovery. And um, it was, but I was still in the tumultuousness so, you know, it was trying to navigate myself out of a hurricane. And it just, you know, my soul was awakening and I had to be true to it. So in any which way I could, I was. But again, I was in that hurricane. Eventually I got through that hurricane. And then it was a, a journey of discovery of who am I as a human being? Because that's one of the things I always had difficulty as a spiritual being of living in my humanness. And I had a real conflict of living as a human yeah. being because humans that, are to each yeah. other. <laughs> and that isn't that, uh, you know, the main thing that we're discovering is how to bring yep. that divinity into our humanity yes. and, and blend it <laughs> yeah. because it's not about, you know, when I first started this journey and for me, it was in 2002 when my mom passed away and it started, um, you know, going through the, the grief and the sadness and the depression of her passing. But then as, as I was navigating through that, what I was discovering is that I am a divine being, that I wasn't going to stay connected to her forever, that she didn't leave. Uh, her spirit did not leave. But I had no idea how to connect with spirit because I grew up Catholic. When you're dead, you're dead. Yes. Um, so and to me, she was dead in hell because yeah. I knew her very well. So. It, it was um, the idea of connecting in spirit was so beautiful and wonderful and exciting. And for me, I went through a period that I went into uh, connecting with my spiritual side, discovering what that was. And I really almost disengaged from my humanity. Yes. Yes. You experienced that too? Well, I think I was always disengaged from my humanity. And that was one of the problems. And I was too much in my spirituality. And then uh, not only, you know, through that particular personal hurricane, it was then, you know, as, a, as an empath, you're feeling the pain of the world and the suffering that's around you. And it, for a while, I kind of absorbed all of that. And it was like, I have to have some boundaries. <clears throat> I have to find that equilibrium between the human and the spirit world. And you want to help everybody, but you can't. And it only starts crumbling you if you try to do that. Um, so it was a hard thing of, of merging the two together. And one of the things I had to do was give myself permission to be, because I was always seeking permission from everyone else. And I had to give myself permission to be Sarah, who is a spiritual human being. Mm. And that I could be both. And it didn't matter what other people's opinion was of me. It's only a matter of opinion of what I feel for myself. Because uh, you can't, you cannot live your life for everybody else's opinion. And I was doing that and it was causing too much conflict and too much static. And it didn't match with my spirituality and it only confused my humanity. So I would say it was a very rocky road there for a while on my journey. But I did find teachers along the way. Uh, and actually, funny enough, in the form of me being their mentors, they ended up teaching me because I found people who were very, very spiritual in their core, but hadn't let themselves out. 
and I brought them out and in bringing them out it kind of ignited more within me to come out myself so it was a bizarre way I did it plus I've met a few wonderful people along the way that have been great wisdom to me as well uh, well you know first thing I want to say is I uh, you pronounce your name Sarah Yes. Instead of Sarah. Yes. And there is a, lot of people, a lot of people call me Lena instead yes, of Lina. So. I did. Yes. <laughs> oh, but you know what? I'm not my name and you, neither are you. That's why we right, it right. personally. But Sarah, so what you were saying is really very similar to me. I found myself coaching people and, mm -hmm. and I was constantly, oh, no to self, no to self, no yes. to self. Because I drew in my perfect teachers, exactly mm -hmm. what they were looking for my assistance in was exactly what I needed to look at about myself. Precisely. So yes, it's a beautiful journey of we, we really truly are here helping one another. And we don't even know it. No. Say say a little bit about um, how did you integrate so here you're helping them you're you're coaching others in, in in embracing their humanity and blending the divinity and the humanity basically it's just becoming balanced yes humans. how did you then begin to embody that within yourself i got out of head and trusted my heart and soul and um, my heart and soul never lies it's the divine truth it resonates with you and it your mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it and i got out of head i got out of the chatter of yes but what if um you know what do they think of me or am i doing enough for them um am i good enough am i worthy enough i got out of all that crap and i just let it go and i, I am what i am as popeye says right and i for me i'm always teaching this you must feel your knowledge because when you feel your knowledge, you're incorporating the soul, heart and spirit in the equation, not just the head. The head is full of knowledge, but the wisdom is knowing how to use the knowledge. So I stepped out of head and all the chatter and the what ifs that were going up there and just trusted my heart and soul. And that is where I navigate from today. Oh, I love that. I, I had to do the same thing. The, the teachings that I began to receive direct guidance from the consciousness we know as Jesus. And that consciousness made it really clear from the very beginning that I needed to understand the distinction between head and heart. Mm -hmm. And the way that it simplified it for me, and I'm so grateful for this, um, is that there, we only have two voices. There's only two options. It's either love or fear. It's God or yeah. ego. And from the very beginning, I'm going to say this began probably two years after I started my journey and I've been on it for almost 20 years. So it's, it's pretty, pretty early on. So for the last 17, 18 years, the, all of my work is in distinguishing which voice is speaking because the voice of my spirit only speaks through the heart and it is a feeling. It doesn't, it's not telling you things. It feels like a thought. But it is a guidance that is felt. And if you're in your head in all the chatter, you can't feel in the stillness of the where the heart operates. So it definitely was a process of what so many of the wonderful Eastern teachings have been about is meditation. Yes. In, in meditation, you you have to sit and, and listen to that that those voices and distinguish what 
what were some of the the tools or the practices that you use that helped you make that shift? Because I've never met anybody who did it instantaneously. <laughs> it's like a you know years, and of course, as you know, right now humanity is on an ascension path, so yes. people can do this a lot faster. Yeah, does <laughs> that have to take us how it's been lifetimes for many of us? Mm -hmm. For all of us, it's been lifetimes, but for many of us in this lifetime, we've been at it for a couple of decades, but now people can wake up within weeks and months and maybe in a year, uh, get to the place of mastery. I'm watching that in the younger people. Um, so what were some of the things that helped you that might, might help our audience? I have never been a traditional meditator. In fact, if I was cross-legged on, on the floor, you would have to have a crane to help me get back up. I'm just not, I'm not a gravity person. It is nature, definitely speaks to me. Uh, having conversation with the trees and the breeze, uh, the water lapping against the shore, um, music, most certainly, because what the beauty of music is, sometimes it's the words, sometimes it's the music, but it's the frequency of the music that resets you and reignites you and the epiphanies that you can have during that time. There is no one meditation. Everybody's got to find their own. I'm not a person, if I am sitting still with nothing, the, um, the both sides of the heart and brain are going. So for me, it's listening out and the leaves and the trees have so much to tell you if you choose to listen and tune in. Um, actually swimming in the water of the lakes, the conduits of water is wonderful to speak to you. Music of course is so much more accessible. Very often when I'm editing I've got music going on. The editing is automatic, you know you're in automatic drive, you're just doing what you do and the music is just penetrating through the body. But I'm also a storyteller because my head never shuts off, never. So it tells a story. And it's always a story um, of possibilities, uh, always of, of triumph that kind of can come out of it. So because I'm a solution based person. So it's finding the meditation. Because let's think about it if we're just sitting still and quiet, what happens when we go into the chaos? We need to find our peace in the chaos. I know what it's like to live in a hurricane where there's no peace. So now I can go amongst the static and the noise, not that I like to, but I'm there, I can still find my peace. So I think look for whatever meditative that, that aligns you. The other essential thing that you can do anytime, anywhere, breathing. The three mm -hmm. deep breaths in, it aligns your chakras, it aligns your whole body, it allows the oxygen and the spirit to go right through you, it calms you down, and you can see more clearly. So those are pretty well the principles. Well, you know, there again, we're, we're so similar because I couldn't do traditional meditation either. And it, it was in nature, in my garden, I'm a gardener, mm -hmm. and through the planting and the hands in the dirt and the soil and the the sometimes I would just lay in my garden right there on top of all the mulch and look up from the trunks of the trees and I could yeah. see a whole different world um, just from that vantage point and that's when I began to learn about shifting my perception right is because what I could see from that instead of looking up down to the garden but looking down up and you know through the plants it absolutely helped me really realize that I, I I could look at things differently and yeah. and like you the lake jumping in the lake I wrote some of my my best um, 
most profound experiences happened in the water in the lake that I could really write and inspire me. Right. Oh, there's um, something about, you know, the ocean, it kind of is always washing over you and washing things away. But there's something about the stillness of the lake and the conduits of lake water that really just absolutely immerses you. I don't know what it is. It's different waters. You know, you can get a good frill out of the shower as well, you know, because not everybody I'm getting to the ocean and the lake. But I find the different waters affect me in different ways. Yeah, that that is so pretty much the same thing, same thing for me. And of course, like you mentioned, the breath is just so powerful. Mm. So here, you know, we, we create our own ways of entering within and aligning with, you know, our spirit and quiet the head, align more with the spirit. And how did your life begin to change on the outside as you were embodying more of spirit into your humanity and grounding that more? When I got out of head and I realized that I was enough as a human being, my spirit grew within me and my capabilities grew within me. And, you know, I've been uh, podcasting now for nine years and I would say that was one of the best redirects I ever had and it came out of uh, something that was catastrophic that left me bankrupt and living out of my car and really at a crossroads of not knowing where to go not knowing if I even wanted to go any further you know like if a bus hit me it would have been all right and then I was offered a podcast with another network and I didn't even know what a podcast was at that time and it was okay I'll, I'm always a person I'll give it a try I'll give it a try. And I found my voice, but more importantly, I found the tribe, the spiritual tribe out there where I was disconnected from them. And in the beauty of, as you know, of interviewing people, you're connecting with other people that are on similar vibrations. And we're creating an orchestra here, you know, which is fun. That really calmed my anxiety right down. I calmed my depression right down, calmed my confusion right down. And I really could just step into the flow of life, into the rhythm of life and just be, just be and just do what I'm meant to do and just trust and allow, don't dictate. So that was, um, this was the gift from the universe to me. Yeah, it, it is so much that we have to shift in terms of how we think we're supposed to be in the world and yep. what we're supposed to do. And it really, <laughs> I totally get it. And, you know, you've been podcast casting nine years. I've only been doing it three, but it does, it does do something yeah. in in this expansion of connections with so many like you said amazing people um because there is just this beautiful frequency and resonance that you attract the right and perfect um guests and there is such a beautiful sense of community yeah. when when we find one another people who have been able to because it really is a very different way of being in the world when we are in our head Mm. And, and just for anybody who's listening to this, well, yeah, you tried to get out of your head, get out of your head. What does that mean? And and it really simply to me, and I would like to know, Sarah, Sarah, what that means to you. But to me, to be in my head is to listen to a voice that has been conditioned to think that what is real exists outside of me, that what is real is authority outside of me, puts God outside of me the government outside of me telling mm -hmm. me what to do, the medical institution outside of me telling what what to do to, to be healthy, the um, 
education system outside of me, even the parents' voice outside of me, and all of that noise in my head of all that programming that got recorded and, and is constantly in a loop in my head. When I'm listening to that, I can feel the authority of God within me. And so that that to me is what getting out of my head is getting out of yeah. that repetitive conditioning. And and it's when we align, when I aligned, for me, I like to talk about my experience. So when I I deliberately said not my will that was programmed in my head, but I wanted to do God's will. Mm. And of course I went through a journey to get comfortable with the word God because I had a lot of conditioning around mm. uh, anger and, and fear of God. But so I called it spirit, source, all kinds of different things for a very long time. Sorry about that. I still have not been able to figure out how to turn off my, I don't know if you could hear that, but. Yeah, no, I just go to volume and turn it right down. (laughs) In a meeting Uh, doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And it's uh, it's a beautiful um, process to begin to align with this source that, created us because it loves us and cultivate a love affair with God. That is what has grounded me in my spirit nature. And I began to use this body vessel to express that love that is the love of God in me that I had no idea was in me because I got conditioned to go look for it outside of myself with all, as you were saying, all that. uh, It's an inside out. Totally, totally. So share so your life changes you started doing the podcasting tell me about your life today what 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 is the um the experience that you have about being integrated mind body spirit how does sara operate in the world today so that it feels like it is not the same old sara that you used to know i'm calmer i'm happier I'm more purposeful. Life has more meaning for me. I spend seven hours a day at the computer, five days a week, very often six days a week, putting out anything for four to eight shows a week, although through summer I'm taking time off. Um, And I don't mind doing it. I don't resent doing it because I know what I'm doing is creating a solution for someone that's in discovery of self. And it is such an alignment of purpose it is such, uh, I feel that I'm completely backed and supported uh, by, by God, by source. That energy flows through me. It guides me. Uh, if my core does not agree, I do not do it because obviously I get offered, I'm sure you do too, come and join me, do this, do that, be a part of that. If my core says no, I thank you very much for the offer, but no. Whereas my head would have always gone, well, should I? You know, will this will this benefit me? Should I do this? Is this where I'm meant to be? My head stays out of it now. It's the core and the heart. And yeah. if my heart and soul don't agree, I don't do it. So I'm always coming from that core center. Mm-hmm. And that's my truth. That's my um, that's the truth that I bring to others. That is the divine truth that comes through me, because really we're all just conduits, we're all just challenges of God's message. And uh, my life is just so much more calmer and has so much more purpose. So uh, for a lot of people who just don't know how to get out of the head, I always say ignite the heart. And how do you ignite the heart? The simple things in life. Nature, watching little kids play, dogs chasing the ball or the stick, simple acts of kindness that you can do or see done. 
And if your heart doesn't open up a crack, then you take a chisel to it. <laughs> because until you open up the heart, the spirit can't speak to you. Yeah. It comes through the heart. So my heart is so wide open now. Whereas in the past, I might have been more guarded of it. Because in an earthly way, it's been injured. The heart has always been attacked. Now I, I have a, a border around it. Not, not a border, a boundary around it. An energy around it protecting my heart. So my heart will not get hurt anymore because the energy, the divine energy will not allow it to. And when I give my heart, I give it in honesty and in truth and in absolute, in, which, in, in whichever way, in everything that I do. So I don't know if I've gone off topic here. But <laughs> no, 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 no. That is absolutely perfect. It is uh, just actually a, a wonderful sense of peace and purpose. Yeah same same here and that is that's again it's a common thing when I I am interviewing people who've been on their journey for a while is that what we gain and I, I the guidance that I received from Jesus led me first to I received a workshop to teach called the power of awareness mm -hmm. and in, in that five-day workshop which started off as two days and, and it just expanded because of the richness that comes through me during those workshops, you know, it's just become a channel for, for healing. What was made very clear during those workshops was that everything is between head and heart, love and fear and, and bringing those into alignment mm -hmm. uh, so that fear becomes a teacher, not, not a, uh, not the thing that is guiding you, but rather the thing that is informing you of how you block your heart. Um, and then eventually I was hearing from people asking me, is this course based on A Course in Miracles? And it, and it wasn't. I didn't even know what The Course in Miracles was. But then in, in 2011, I was guided to study A Course in Miracles and discovered, oh, power of awareness is like an introduction. Yeah. Well, it's more than an introduction to A Course in Miracles. It's the, how to embody A Course in Miracles. So the cliff notes and the experiential experiential part of it. And then A Course in Miracles became the, what I realized, oh my goodness, it, it just gives you much more clarity yeah. than power of awareness does. So I've been a teacher of, of Course in Miracles for a very long time. And so what you were saying is the Course in Miracles is basically letting us know what what is our natural state that I didn't learn that from the world or my mother or right. anybody else is peace. Peace is what we are. The peace that passes all understanding is because you don't need to understand anything. You're embodying right. peace. Yes. And happiness is our purpose and mm -hmm. joy is our is our is Joy is our alignment with God, enjoying all that is. So your comment about watching, you know, little kids play and opening up your heart and and with the pets. Well, Christianity, the, the, there's one thing that I really learned from growing up Catholic is I always heard we must become like little children to enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. So to your point becoming more like a little kid allowing yes. myself to become more playful is what absolutely allowed me to open the heart mm -hmm. and so hearing understanding that joy is is yes. my true essence that happiness is my god-given purpose and becoming like a little child again is the only way to open your heart because mm -hmm. 
little kids are in a state of wonder with the little things. Yeah. Um, so let's 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 shift to the to the grandchildren <laughs> because that that has shifted much of my my purpose right now. Yeah. I, I I shouldn't say my purpose. My purpose is still always placed on my heart to do to help you know awaken humanity to the magnificence within, and I do it through the power of awareness and a course in miracles. But the reason for my purpose has shifted. Yeah. The reason was because I wanted to um, help others find, you know, sort out the noise in their head. But now my purpose has shifted to seeing this, this precious little grandson writer. The truth is already there. So yes. it's about, let's preserve what is already there. Let's yes. be the conscious parents, the conscious uh, grandparents. So share about your experience uh, becoming a grandmother. I waited 66 years for this. <laughs> I, I always said to the kids, I'm going to be in the wheelchair by the time you have the baby and you'll be pushing both of us around. Um, the, I had a conversation with him before he was born, but and it was, I know that he is going to be a person that will know the earth very well and honor the earth very well, but also going to bring the divine cosmos through him into the earth, a connector, in other words. Um, the first time he was put in my arms, I, I, you know, when you're when a baby's put in your arms that you've birthed, there is a, an euphoria, there is a whole multitude of of emotions that go through, and one of them, of course, is responsibility. You know, this child now you have to get to know, and you have to get to know how the child is, and you're going to raise this child. With a grandchild, it was just an ah, uh, a supreme sense of peace of just holding this beautiful little boy and just that sense of peace with him. And I go down to my daughter, she's about an hour and 40 minutes away and I go down every other week. And the other day I went down, he was asleep and she handed him over to me. And the little face is pulling all his little faces as he's slowly waking up. And his eyes were hardly open and he looked up at me and just a big grin, a big smile. Now, I mean, talk about my heart has expanded <laughs> completely. I didn't think it could get any bigger, and it has. But the, the joy in this child's face, he is such a smiler. He's such a happy child. He has such a beautiful grin. And it's that he invites you right in to that heart and soul, right? I'm not, the parents are seeing the responsibility of bringing him up. I'm seeing the essence of who he is and all that he can be. And this grandmother's responsibility is to make sure that he's always living from the inside out and that never loses that beautiful core presence that he is. <laughs> well, I, I could just say ditto to that. <laughs> and I, I am 59, so I'll be 60 this year. And that in earth years, and that is, yes, I've been excited about having a grandchild and, and would have loved for it to have been sooner, but it is when it is. Yes. And just like you, I had a connection with writer soul before he was born. And I even wrote a, 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 an article about that, a blog, because in, in that connection, um, the soul, and, and I can't say he because the soul it doesn't have gender, Mm -hmm. But the essence of writer let me know that it had picked my my daughter and, mm -hmm. and of course, her husband because they are both uh, more conscious than the average bear, especially yeah. my daughter. She's just grown up around a lot of my teachings. 
And so he, at writer, the soul knew, okay, this is going to be an environment where I am going to have an opportunity to have parents who don't in, immediately indoctrinate me into the world. But I chose you as the grandmother because, and, and this was just so beautiful, it said, there is much more that you still need to learn, and I'm here to be your teacher. Right, right. And I was so elated because yes. I I know, and I, I'm certain you're going to agree with this, in our own journey, I know uh I know where where I have limits and yes. there's still expansion to happen. I know all the teachers have outgrown, but I know there's still much more for me to grow. And I trust that I'll receive the right teacher at the perfect time. And writer has come in to be my next yeah. teacher. Yeah. And like each you, other's teacher, right? Each exactly. other's teacher. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, because the covenant between the two of us mm -hmm. is that I will, as you were saying, my work is to remind him that he's already a master yeah. and to to help him stay grounded in that truth. And my daughter has said she totally respects that that's part of what I'm going to be doing. But and like you, they have the responsibility of teaching him how to walk or not yes. teaching him, but holding him while he's yeah. learning to walk. He's teaching himself all these things. And they do have that responsibility of feeding him and paying for things where, where, yes, as grandmothers, we don't have any of that. We just have all the fun part. And as, as so my brother, son-in-law calls me the, the armchair grandma, because I'm the lap. <laughs> I'm the kisses, the cuddles, and can fall asleep on me on the lap. You know? so, yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Well, I, I must say that my human self is is envious that you are so close to to your grandbaby. I, I have to travel, you know, get on a plane, and it's a day's adventure to get out there but it's so worth it i'm oh, gonna guess. get out in two weeks so at least once a month i want to make it out um to enjoy enjoy my time with right with my master my master right. writer yes so now now that you have had your experience and the experience of all of the people that you work with that you coach and teach and and even in conversations like this in interviews now that you have all of that experience what is it that you're pulling from that you are recognizing right now are the most important things for you to do to assist your grandson? And what is your grandson's name? Rowan. Rowan. Okay. Rowan and Ryder. That is so exciting. <laughs> um, the R's. How interesting. I, I um, don't do a lot of, of numerology. I understand a little bit of it or letters. And I understand a little bit of that. But how interesting that both of us were were connected with before their birth mm -hmm. with these boys boys both of them have names that start with the letter r and how how do you spell rowan r-o-e-n ah how perfect so writer both have the same number of letters five letters the r is the first letter the e is the fourth letter in both and because writer is r-y-d-e-r we were both reached out beforehand. They're both boys. Their names start with R. There is an E at before the, the completion. And they both smile at us right. all the time. Yes. Ryder is a chill, chill, chill soul and smiling. And his personality mm -hmm. is, you know, at two months, it's just beginning to, to blossom. 
that's just kind of fun. I'm gonna have to look into this. Ask my friends who really understand letters and in astrology to give me. I'm actually astrology. doing my. I'm doing his chart right now. I awesome. do the astrology, the Chineseology, the numer numerology, and the uh, the time of birth that he was born. And there is a synchronicity between all of the charts, and that synchronicity is the strength and the core of who he is and how he will navigate. When he's old enough, he'll do the true colors as well. But he can't do that yet. But uh, you know, that's the thing is matching our human traits along with our spiritual traits. And when we understand the strength of our human traits, we can step into that strength, bring up any weaknesses that we need or acknowledge they are too weak to be brought up. So therefore, you always need someone else to help you with that. And then know who you are as a human being so you can know how the spirit can work through you. So there isn't the conflict between human and spirit. Well, and I guess that would be, that is the secret, is mm -hmm. once, once we have moved through our, our journey of self-awareness and into awakening, is is really, it's the conflict between the two that we have to learn how yeah. to merge. Because a, 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 a human who is aligned with their true self yes. is a balanced being, and that's where peace comes from. Peace is in the balance, not yeah. in swinging in the chaos and the anxiety. Exactly, the exactly. They, that's why they can get on and do the work so much faster, because they know who they are as a human being. And so the spiritual being knows who to come through and not, where are you? <laughs> who are you today? <laughs> Because well, you're so busy trying to be what everybody else wants you to be, the expectations. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So then let me switch this a little bit because I don't have those skills that you're talking about to be able to create charts and things like that. So is that something that, that you do with your clients? Um, yeah, I actually um, I don't do it too often, just now and again with a client, but I actually do their true colors and I take the numerology, hydrology, strategy, and I, uh, I synchronize the strength of their their personality traits of who they really are and what they're really operating from. It gives them permission to be that and to know where the weaknesses are, where they can bring up the strengths, but where their real strength is and how to bring that strength forth in their life and then it align it with the soul and the heart. So I do do a program like that now and again <laughs> when I have time. <laughs> yeah, but but that is what, is, what I li love about that. And I do have a friend who is an astrologer who is going to be creating um, writer's chart. And, but to your point, when I began to understand about astrology and, and my mind expanded beyond what I knew in my head and what the world teaches to moving to mo more of these esoteric type teachings, the wisdom that is within this world, within numbers, within everything, within stars and planets yes. and colors yes. is something that we have been um i'm gonna say deprived of of yeah. accessing and and i'm gonna even go to the place of saying deliberately deprived from accessing that information otherwise we would all from the moment that we're born know more about have have those those different sources mirror back to us reflect back to us places where we need correction places to adjust yeah. and and more importantly maybe not necessarily more importantly, but equally as important, understanding our strengths are yes. within us from yes. the get-go. Right. 
So, As I said, you know, Popeye, I am what I am. I'm a screaming blue in true colors. You know, I can't be anything else. It doesn't matter if I bring my other colors up. I'll always be a screaming blue. The, you know, the empathic, the attunement, you know, that's who I am. And it gives yourself permission to be that and not trying to be something else for society's sake. Yeah. Oh, that, that is so wonderful. And this is why Rowan uh, picked you because he gets to be who he is from the get go. Oh, yeah. And so how can people find you? Let's share your website and the, the best ways that you you would like for people to reach you. To find all the shows, it's selfdiscoverymedia.com, selfdiscoverymedia.com. And all they have to do is put your name in the search engine and your show will come up. I also have a site, um, selfdiscoverycommunity.org. And that is where our uh, books that are coming up and our mentorship and our practitioners. And uh, choosepositiveliving.com is my site where you'll find everything to do with my true colors and what I offer in, in that platform. Um, but for the radio shows, um, most certainly selfdiscoverymedia.com. There's over 2,700 shows there to choose from and about 18 different genres. So whatever you're needing to know, I am sure that we have it. Oh, that's wonderful. So let me repeat that, selfdiscoverymedia.com. Um, and she's a wealth of, of knowledge and so many wonderful shows because I did go by and previewed a, a few of them just to get to know you before I, I came on, on your program. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so now that we've shared that people can find you at selfdiscoverymedia.com, and of course, they can friend you on Facebook. You know, yes, that's yes, sorry, or the Hub of Discovery is the site one. Okay, perfect, perfect. So let's go ahead and have you share um, words of wisdom because we're almost reaching the top of the hour here. But what are some words of wisdom if you could take your life experiences and and zero them down into little bite-sized nuggets that we can leave with our listeners that are are also the same kinds of things that you're going to remind Rowan um, mm. as he is moving through this world and pushing back against some of the programming right. that is going to want to jump into his mind and make his head busy. Be aware that the brain is the hard drive of your body. And so it runs your body. If your body is in dis-ease, it's because your brain is out of sync. Be aware that your mind is the programming. Question the programming as you would a computer. Do I need that program anymore? Is there a virus there? Is this just taking up space on, on my head computer? Should I delete it? So in other words, be willing to delete thoughts that no longer serve you. Always come from the heart and the soul. In other words, take that deep breath maybe do it in the shower or go swimming somewhere or find your space that is your peace and center yourself take the deep breath and just say what do i need to know in this now don't dictate please never dictate because the dictate is a human response of what we want then we trust the divine it will always give us what we need so take the deep breath and allow it to come through you and you will know what you need to do when you need to know, need to do it. But step out of the head and understand if we looked at ourselves as a computer, we know what happens when the computer's got too much crap on it and you need to delete the program to speed the computer up. We are a computer in our head. And if the brain is out of sync, it throws the body out of sync. When the body's out of sync, it's putting too much stress on the mind and on the psyche. So it's a 
really essential that you find your equilibrium and allow everything to flow within you, around you, and for you. And go with the rhythm of life. Right, the rhythm of life, beautiful, peaceful rhythm of life. Nature will give it to you. The birds singing will give it to you. A grandchild or a child's laugh will give it to you. Just step into it and step out of expectation because it's somebody else's expectation of you, not yours. So if you discover who you are from the inside out and you live from that inside out, you will do what you're here meant to do, your meaningful purpose of what you've been chosen to do, what your beautiful gift is and which orchestra to join and which to play that gift. Oh, absolutely beautiful and succinct and so, so wonderful because when when I began to to really recognize that mind had been programmed and, and all that programming in the mind, yes, affects the brain, the, those neurological pathways and that dictates the chemistry, the biology, and it affects all of that. It was really wonderful and powerful to to see that connection because most of us don't realize that how our thoughts are creating our world, our experience, and it, it's that internal connection we've got to get familiar with. So thank you for we have the power. In. We have the power within us to delete what's not working. <laughs> totally. And so with this, what I would like to add to that, it, not really to add to it, but to bring it bring us kind of back um, full circle to you were born with that connection. You knew who you were. And then the mind got programmed. The brain started operating in, in response to the programming, um, which inevitably leads us to disconnect and, yes. and anxiety and depression and all of those things. Why humanity right now is in such a state of, of fear and disconnect because we've gone to look for the outer world to give us our answers and our well-being as opposed to, as you said, connect with that source that is really inside of us. When we say, you know, God, source, spirit, what would you have me do? Mm -hmm. Like little children, yes. I, looking back at my own childhood, but especially my kids, because they're so much closer um, for me to, in terms of memory, only 25 to 30, 33 years, as opposed to me, almost 60 years of remembering my childhood, uh, it's so beautiful. Children innately have this joy that bubbles up from them. We didn't teach our children to play. We didn't teach them how to be creative. We didn't teach them how to draw. That came out of them. We didn't teach them how to sing. That came out of them. They taught us. <laughs> totally. Yeah. We did not teach them how to be joyful and happy and enjoy the, the little things. But we certainly taught them how to block those yes. natural yes. aspects. So what you just shared with us is, is that if we encourage everybody to just tap into what is natural within us, mm -hmm. I mean, Rowan, writer are here to teach us, to remind us how to do it. And we are bringing our grandmother wisdom in to help uh, make sure that we are almost uh, the guardians of yes. that beautiful connection that they already have. Guardians so that, of the <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I love that. That may be the title of this call. <laughs> so, so I, I do want you to have the last word. Um, and I want to, before you do that, 
uh, remind everybody again, selfdiscoverymedia.org is no, where no, you come. Oh, dot com. Yes, I've got that. Selfdiscoverycommunity.org, but selfdiscoverymedia.com. Community.com. Yes, there we go. And that if you want to access more of, of Sarah's beautiful wisdom, please go to her channel and her, her website and connect with her because we are all here to expand consciousness and uh, what a beautiful, beautiful grandmother she is. Um, thank you so much for being with me. And now please leave our audience with, uh, with your final message of wisdom, whatever you want to share. Well, the 2,700 shows, I've done 2,000 of them and 700 were done by my other hosts, but it is um, not just me. I have my own channel. Um, I used to very, be very, very despondent about humanity and wondered where it was going and if I wanted to be a part of it. And in the nine years of interviewing such incredible souls, ordinary people doing extraordinary things, I realized there is so much more soul and heart and spirit out there and the wisdom. And the reason why it, it is wisdom, because they've gone through the process needed on their journey to uh, their own self-discovery, to ignite the heart, to ignite the soul, to ignite their spirit and bring that wisdom to you. So we have people who have had extraordinary journeys and you wouldn't blame them if they had cashed out with the things that they've gone through, but they chose to go through it and be the guardians and the teachers for those that are going through it now. And it is exemplary and illuminating and extraordinary. And it always has us reflect back. If they can find that strength and courage, surely I can too. So we're a solution-based site. We can present a problem, but what is the solution? How do we get to the answers of that happiness equilibrium, the heart, soul, and spirit? So it's igniting that heart, soul, and spirit within us. We can, every single one of us can. If we can get out of head and the expectation and the chatter and the hysteria that is out there, as I call it, Fox News, they take a pimple and make it into a volcanic eruption. If we could stop buying into that and find that peace and that equilibrium within us and allow that rhythm of life to take us, we will find our meaningful purpose. And when we step into that, we are truly being the divine creatures we were meant to be. And then the partnership between human and spirit melds us one in strength. And then we really, truly are unbeatable and we will rise up to a beautiful higher vibration that invites everyone and also heals the planet <laughs> love that thank you so much for being here sarah it's just been a delight thank you very much. and i invite everyone to join us next week for another episode of align with lina and for that one we will have melissa oliver who's been here before and it's a grandmother and we we will talk about how to become um, more of a conscious activist kind of a grandmother in the world so it'll be a different conversation but equally as powerful and wonderful for those of us who are uh, grandmothers thank you so much thank you <laughs>